welcome back to Best Friends Club. I'm Ashley. I'm Renee. And this is Season 6, Episode 21, the one where Ross meets Elizabeth's dad, Mr. Stevens. Mr. Stevens. I was so excited for this when um, Ben and I were watching the episode to prepare for today. I was like, when he's like, oh, I'm about to meet Elizabeth's dad, I was like, do you know who the dad is? to Ben and he was like no and I was like oh I'm so excited um yeah because it's well sorry I've just we'll talk about this but then we'll we can bounce out of it um it's Bruce Willis I love Bruce Willis what do you love him in most what do you love most about Bruce Willis those are two different questions oh I love Bruce Willis's smize he does have a smize he does have a really nice smize um, and I like his ability to play both very rough and tumble characters, but also like have a soft spot too. I think it's a nice combo. Yes, agree. Um, my favorite thing he is in, of course, all I can think of right now is Armageddon. Is die? Oh, <laughs> I was thinking Die Hard. No, I loved Armageddon. I actually tried to watch it a few weeks ago. I think after I watched this episode. And I could not find it anywhere. It's not on any of the streaming services. So I got to bust out the DVDs. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. I I think I still have the tape. Yeah. Armageddon was your favorite movie, like, all growing up. Well, Armageddon and Cruel Intentions. Oh, totally inappropriate. Love it. Love it If you had to choose, which one would you say is actually your favorite? Ooh, neither. Neither? No. I don't think those either of those are actually my favorite. Okay, wait. For, from growing up? Um, I did love both of those growing up. So wait a minute. So, okay. Can I guess your favorite movie growing up? Yeah, I think you know it. I think you've guessed it before. I mean, okay. I mean, I, I don't know. Favorites are hard for me. Oh, okay. Because it just you know? depends. Well, it depends. And I feel like there's di- different categories for things. I would have said, like, my favorite movie in high school was 10 Things I Hate About You. Okay. But. Maybe Armageddon was more the middle school. Definitely middle school. I loved it. I saw it in the theaters. I watched it a lot. I always cry at the end. (laughs) Um, It was definitely up there in middle school for sure. And probably in high school too. I don't really remember. But um, I haven't seen it in a very long time. Yeah. But it's great. And I can't think of what else he's in. Oh, he was in that movie Red, but that was very funny too. What's it called? Red? Mm-hmm. R-E-D? Um, uh-huh. Where it was like retired, extremely dangerous. It was like he's like a former hitman or former CIA or something like that. Oh. And it's really funny if you haven't seen it. It's it's like got um some action movie elements it's got some rom-com elements but it's just kind of funny like i think someone's like trying to kill him because he knows too much about something and he just kind of gets into some wily antics um yeah okay i'll have to look into this oh i also love bruce willis in the sixth sense yes of course how could we forget oh yeah big daddy is that what you would say your favorite movie is when if we're going i mean that's, that's I love there. Big Daddy. It is. Oh, Tommy Boy. I do love Tommy Boy. Um, He's your no, I, I, Are there I any usually, that I've forgotten? Off I your go list? with Clueless. I usually go with Clueless. Oh, of course. I think I've just loved that most consistently the longest. The longest. You know? Yeah. Um. And I think it's very anyway. clever and cute. And Paul Rudd. So. And Paul Rudd and the style is totally back in fashion. Oh, so anyway. So okay, so let's get back into this one. Um, so the episode opens with Rachel telling people's horoscopes and she's like, okay, Chandler, um, this week on the, or like this month, you're going to get a special present. Um, and he and Monica are like, oh, and then she's like, ooh, but then later there's going to be a lover's spat. Lover's spat. And Monica like actually gets upset. She's like, you're going to make a joke about my special present. Like when you wake up from a dream and you're mad at somebody. Yes, exactly. And they're like, yeah, it was so funny. And then and then she's like, oh, and then a secret crush is going to reveal themselves. And then Phoebe is like, Rrr. I know, <laughs> licking her lips and blowing kisses. Oh, my gosh. And then she's too much. 
she's too much. Yes. Um, and, and so then Joey like comes in and, um, you know, says that he's like nervous and I can't remember what he's, why he's talking about it, but he's like, Oh, I, I, you know, I, I can't even use the computer except to find porn because Chandler just has it right there. <laughs> Monica's like, just I right think our there. spat is going to come a little bit early this month. And then Phoebe's like, I'll be waiting. <laughs> Lover. Lover. Oh, so oh, funny. Classic. The kind of things that I feel like, like when I was that age that they're supposed to be in this show, I would not have found it funny if my friend was like overtly hitting on my boyfriend that much. Mm-hmm. But I think now I'm like, uh, whatever. Like, okay, sure. You know, because well, it's very clear that she's kidding. Kidding. Yeah. Um, I'll be waiting. Love her. Um, do you, <laughs> what is your horoscope? Are you an Aries? Uh, I think so, but they changed it and I don't know if yeah, I'm still an Aries. That, isn't that weird? They changed it. It is weird. <laughs> it is super weird. Um, we had to do this thing for a video <laughs> last week and we were talking about the different jobs that there are on set and my main job is being a producer, but I also am an art director and usually for our shoots, I'm both. And so everybody felt very strongly that I should be both a producer and an art director, but that it should be, like, we shouldn't make it. It should be obvious that it's both me trying to not be the same person. And someone started oh, asking me questions. Oh, because was this like a behind the scenes shoot or kind something? Kind of, yeah. And like, okay. basically, they wanted me to have an alter ego. So I tried it. And I was wearing sunglasses. Oh, did you wear a wig? Oh, no, no, I just pulled my hair up and put sunglasses on and put a sweater on. And that was it. And okay, Hannah Montana. Asked, I know. Someone was asking me questions and they're trying to get me to crack. And so they were like, what's your horoscope? I was like, I'm an Aries with a Gemini rising. And everybody started laughing so hard. But I like stayed serious just long enough for the cut. And then I was like, I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was like, I just see people now say that they're something rising or something like that. And I have... With like a something moon and a... Yes. I, and I honestly have truly no clue. So I was like, I'm an Aries with a Gemini rising. <laughs> but I have no idea if that means anything. She sounds so. lovely. I don't either. I am a Gemini. I, with an Aries I'm, rising? I am still a Gemini, even though they changed it. And I have yeah. no idea what the rising and the moons and the tides and the sea. It's totally le- legit, though. Don't worry that because we changed it, it's not legit. I feel like um, every time I have read my horoscope, like which I don't really follow, but you know, sometimes if you like see stuff, you're like, oh, I wonder what it says for Gemini. Yeah. Like, sure, sometimes it's right. Sometimes it is wildly off. So I'm like, yep, about right. That's how I feel with a lot of like Enneagram stuff. Like all, I love the Enneagram, but then you look at all these Instagram pages and I'm like, these could be anything. Like, yeah, I don't really know that. Of course, you can see a lot of things in yourself, you know, because you're a full fledged human mm-hmm. with a diverse feelings and needs. So, yeah. Anyway, so... Do you want so your, do you want me to read you Aries, your horoscope? Can you? Mhm. <laughs> mhm. Okay. I totally can. Okay, go ahead, read me my horoscope, please. What's going to happen to me? Hold, please. She's, I just have to access she's connecting the, with the stars, the star chart. To, yeah, hold on. Let me get my crystals. <laughs> um Okay. I don't this doesn't look like a horoscope. Oh, do you want your family, career, health, or love? Or just lucky number? Um, Family, career, health, or love? Let's go family. I haven't seen them in a very long time, and I miss them. Your domestic life will witness some ups and downs today. Some okay. clashes are likely between you and your siblings. But you will patiently handle the temper flare-ups and bring back normalcy and tranquility in your family. Well, interestingly, Ben and I did go for a walk earlier, and there were some ups and downs in the hills in the walk. Um, My sister... Okay, I see that, yeah. My sister is camping in Glacier National Park at the moment, and so Mm -hmm. I've been texting her a lot, and I... It might be today she gets back into cell service, and we'll get all my texts. So let's see if it clashes. 
Maybe. Let's see what your love life has in store. Your love life is likely to go on the back burner as you'll be caught up in a hectic professional schedule. Actually, not too far off. That's actually true. (laughs) Today, your romantic relationship is likely to experience some upheavals as your beloved might expect you to be there when they need emotional support from you. As Ben is the most emotionally needy person I know, I see this being true. (laughs) Might have a little lover's spat. I think your lover spat is going to start early. What does it say for my career? Your career? The planets have moved in a favorable position and promised a successful run on the professional front for you. You will be handed over extra responsibilities at work, which you will carry out diligently. This will not only add to your reputation, but it is also likely to add to your salary. More money, please. <laughs> More money, please. Um, what about you? Do you want to tell us your your uh, oh, fortune cookie? Okay. Aries. My fortune cookie is, apparently I am still an Aries. That's good news. Oh, thank God. Um, thank goodness. I haven't been reading all the wrong charts <laughs> since the last time <laughs> I read the chart. Uh, the title is, There's a Surprise Awaiting. Oh, Lord. Let's see. My career, it says, the stars have aligned in your favor on the professional front as the day looks very promising at work. Your sincere efforts and hard work will be lauded, I don't know what that means, praised by your seniors, which might result in a raise in salary. Well, since they just gave me a raise in the last few months, I don't think they're going to give me another one, but whatever. I don't know. (laughs) And my love life, you are likely to spend the day off work in the company of your beloved. Your partner You're welcome. <laughs> Short vacation <laughs> plans, which you should not miss at any cost. Not only will it strengthen your bond, but it will bring the two of you closer. Well, we've gone on a lot of short vacation plans lately, and we are very excited to be in our home today. Do you know so. what? It just sounds like this, um, maybe this, it sounds like this horoscope is just like a month late. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like a what, what just is. happened to you is like all these short yeah. vacations and, and and raises. So my lucky number is nine and my lucky color is saffron. Oh, OK. What about what's my and your yeah. your lucky number is two and your lucky color is rust. Oh, OK. Which sounds awful lot like saffron. You know, saffron saffron's like a yellowy, like a goldeny red. Oh, is it? I thought this is like one of those things I was telling someone the other day. I was like, there's no better way to feel bad about yourself than listening back to yourself on a podcast, trying to <laughs> um, realize okay, something in on, real time. Hold on. So saffron, like the stick or whatever, the herb, I think is red. But when you use it for cooking, I thought it turned stuff yellow. But now I'm realizing that, that that's turmeric. No, no, no. I'm not thinking of turmeric. Because oh. my mom used to make saffron rice, like that, so that saffron chicken and rice. Uh-huh. And it was yellow, but now I'm thinking maybe it was just something else or like that was like the cheap box made version and that's why it was yellow and not red. Oh, maybe. Because you're right. The saffron like spindly twig things oh, are red. Oh, Ash, I figured it out. What? So I found a picture. It says Indian saffron and it's like a very dark red. Iranian saffron and it's like slightly less red. Safflower, a.k.a. fake saffron, is yellow. Yep. Okay. So the crap we ate. Okay. <laughs> so the bioengineered garbage oh. we were eating is yellow. Our off-brand But what's really saffron. funny is now there is a shirt being advertised to me from Saks Fifth Avenue. As, and it says saffron. And, it's, and yellow. it's yellow. That's why I think I thought it was yellow, too. Because I was thinking at J. Crew, I could swear that stuff that was called saffron was yellow. Like a goldeny yellow. Weird. There's fashion saffron, and then there's like what it was co-opted from, which is like actual Indian uh, cuisine. Yeah, apparently saffron is a shade of yellow or orange, the color of the tip of the saffron thread from which the saffron is derived. Huh. Aren't you guys so glad that we are answering these hard-hitting questions that you came to this podcast yeah. for? If you want a real treat, go back and listen to the last two minutes at half speed so we sound like we're drunk and trying to be <laughs> philosophical. It's real fun. If you need to laugh, wait, I can almost guarantee it's going to happen. Is it saffron like <laughs> red? 
Oh, goodness. Okay. Anyway, aren't you glad you're spending this day with me? You're betrothed. You know, if it says to boil two cups of salt, you just boil two cups of salt, okay? Oh, man. Um, I don't make up the rules. Okay. So. Oh, man. That was fun for all of us. I hope you guys enjoyed that as well. And I was going to say you can let us. I hope you learned something, although I doubt it. No, I doubt it. Learned to not ask us any questions. I was going to say, like, tell us what your horoscope is. But look, I'm sorry. We just don't care. Like, you can tell us. And if you're into it, that's cool. But um, it means nothing. If you know (laughs) um, what risings we are and what settings we are. Well, I think they'd have to know our birthdays to know that, wouldn't they? Oh, well, just know that I'm an Aries and Ashley's a well a Gemini. Yeah. Ashley's yeah. a Gemini. Just guess our rising. Does that not help, please? <laughs> just read our auras from across murky the microphone. Okay, so there you go. Aura. <laughs> that should help. Joey sees what we're doing. <laughs> we're losing it. Oh my god. Phyllis sees what I'm doing. Okay. We're not gonna we're not gonna go well, we can go there. Yeah, let's do that one because it's really funny, but it's quite quick. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. I love this part. And I think you referred to this like just a couple episodes ago. I didn't realize it was happening so soon. But um Phoebe decides to write another book. Yay. <laughs> uh another? Yes. So there Because like, the last one was such a bestseller Mm -hmm. and she goes if you must know (laughs) i love it when phoebe gets all like you know if you must know i've written 14 books and as i'm the only one who's ever read them i can say that they have been very well received um she's not Uh, she's not so much writing a book as just like noting down and observing and noting down facts but I yes. guess she okay. So she says she's writing a book about relationships, all the pitfalls, traps, and what not to do. And to do that, she decides to basically just observe and write down everything Monica and Chandler are doing as a what not to do <laughs> no, guide. Um, uh- Chester and Marsha. Marsha and Chester. (laughs) I'm like, when they're like, okay, read us your book. And she goes, (laughs) Marsha. Okay. So they're arguing about toilet paper, Chandler and Monica. And Phoebe's like, this is great. I'm putting this in my book. You know, the crap, like what not to do. And, but how none of that matters if you love each other. And they totally are like, oh, and she's like, and how people will believe anything as long as it's flattering about them. As long as it's a compliment. Yeah, which is pretty good. Um, And so then later on in the episode, um, they, oh, so they're just like, stop writing about us. This isn't cool. And she's like, "Um, I'm not writing about you guys. I'm writing about Marsha and Chester. Um, and isn't that when Monica's like, okay, I'm writing a book. Oh, it's not about you. It's about Phyllis. Phyllis is well, sitting first, in a chair. Well, she first, like, she, like, gets involved in the argument about the toilet paper. Yeah. And then that's when she's like, you know, the pitfalls, what to do, what not to do. This stuff is great. Um, and then the next one is, is she's like, Monica's like, we said we meet at six. And Chandler's like, oh, no, oh, I thought that seven. was after. Six or seven. Because I thought that that came later because then that's when they were initially mad at her about it and then they have to thank her for writing her book so that they can find the answer. Well, no, that's what she said. But she was like, well, I know what time Marsha and Chester said. And then she was like, then she makes them beg. And that's when she gets mad and starts writing about Phyllis. Ah, uh, Okay. Oh no, you're right. She does start writing sorry. about Phyllis. I was, I'm I was sorry. just like, I'm, messing it all I'm gonna up. let her have this, but I think she's wrong. But it doesn't <laughs> I'm wrong. matter. I'm very wrong. No, it's because just because I wrote it down, I wrote my notes in chronological order. You need it for your um, scorecard. No, no. I mean, see, diary. I was just gonna let you have it because I don't need it for my scorecard slash diary. Um, but no, so yes, yeah, so I can't remember like what else she gets upset about. But um, yeah, she's like, Phyllis sees what I'm doing. <laughs> Which is so good. But then she, that's the thing is like that happens and then she keeps, so Monica and Chandler come in and they're arguing about what time they're supposed to meet at the coffee house to go see this movie. And I love when Chandler's like, 
I didn't say seven. I said, we're meeting. Because the only way I said seven is if I said, we're meeting at six, not seven. (laughs) And Monica goes, the only way I said whichever one seven is if yeah. is if i said my boyfriend is such a wise ass seven <laughs> <laughs> and then phyllis pops oh. up i know what time you said and so she like admits that she like reads back to them that it's well she makes them beg to say that her book is great um and then she admits back that like monica thinks it's six chandler thinks it's seven or whatever it is vice versa um she didn't bother telling them. yeah and she didn't tell them which i mean i guess if you're just observing but anyway Oh, it is before that, though, when she was like, I have tasted my own medicine and it, it is, is bitter. bitter. Yeah, that's when she's the Phyllis. But she keeps doing it, even after the, I the, know. the bitter medicine. So I'm guessing that uh, book won't be such a bestseller. I mean, I'm hoping that she... Um... Wait a minute. They cut this part out. I just remembered. Isn't this the episode where they're like, oh, what page are you on? And she's like... A hundred and something. And they're like, wow, already? And the, the, she's just numbering the pages. Is this ringing any bells? Uh, That's not ringing any bells. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. They did cut it out. That's right. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. Because, yeah, she just asks. Monica asks her, Phoebe, how's the books going? And she's like, I'm on page 47. She's like, really? What are you writing? And she's like, just page numbers. She's like, page numbers. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that's right before they get in the argument about the toilet paper. Oh, uh, Okay. Wow, I forgot about that. Good thing we've seen this show so many times that we can remember everything they cut out. I know. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yes, so it does seem a little bit like, I mean, it's maybe she's writing in between all of these little stories, her own anecdotes about what not to do and why. But, right. Anyway, it's just funny. Um, okay, so we will go back to Joey, if that's cool. Um, so he is so nervous about being the lead in his own TV show and he's wanted this his whole life. And so why hasn't he been preparing? (laughs) Good good question, (laughs) Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, probably because he never thought it was going to happen. Yeah. And, um, no offense, but he's not really like a studious person. So now he's not lazy, but he's certainly not one with the books. So yeah even though later i think they cut this out when he's on set and they're like he's like here's your office and he's like wow look at all these books i've read <laughs> like having them as his character's bookshelf makes him more well read than uh, um yeah and yes yeah, so he comes in that's right they're like showing him around the set they're like here's your office here's this and that you want to go like let's get you into wardrobe and he's like well, when do i get to meet the robot and they're like oh cool yeah we can introduce you to him right now this is wayne and he starts touching the guy's face like wow so lifelike that is the engineer who built and mm. runs the robot <laughs> Yeah. Sorry that's about Wayne. That's Wayne. Um, the robot is this like weird, creepy science rules style, like blinded me with science robot. Do on... you remember? Yeah. Do you remember the robot from Saved by the Bell? Oh my gosh. Screech's yeah, robot. that's right. It's the same, much, isn't it? Yeah. It's Or Short robot. Circuit. Do you remember that movie? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> What's Short End Circuit? End of story. <laughs> It's a movie about like a kid with a robot. I don't remember all the details, but I remember it being Renee, a very tell like. Tell us about your favorite movie, Short Circuit. <laughs> my favorite movie, Star Short Circuit. Um, I mean, it's just in the same way. It's like aluminum on some sort of like treadmill track. Yeah, like a tank with like track. some things that light up and dentures, you know, like a light which bright. is creepy. Yeah, it's, it's like dentures. Yeah, the cheese has like dentures. It looks like dentures in its little oh. jaw skull thing. It's very creepy. Jaw skull. <laughs> um, I forgot about Screech's robot. That was such a... It wasn't yeah. in very many episodes, was it? I probably didn't have the budget. <laughs> Good point. I mean, couldn't get Wayne there to be controlling it every day. Um. So, yeah. So... 
Joey is a little bit let down because he's like, oh, that's the robot? And Wayne's like, this is state of the art. It took me two years to build this thing. And Joey's like, I just thought it was going to be really cool, like the Terminator or like when I first saw you. Yeah. (laughs) Which is so funny now because like, I can't imagine a robot looking that cheesy now. I know, but... And it wouldn't? It wouldn't. And it wasn't... I know that this was a long time ago because it was, but like, it's actually not that long ago, if that makes sense. Right. Like, this was... This was what, like the year 2000 or 2001 or something? Yeah. Uh, 2000, yeah. I guess that's 21 years ago. But I'm just saying like it wasn't You know what I realized though? What? That I think back then when we thought of robots and technology, we thought a machine version of us. Yes. And I think that our mindsets have shifted that they don't have to be us. There are all sorts of robots, but not in the way that we thought they would have arms and legs and faces. Yeah. Um, there are tons of robots. I mean, tons. Um, the Internet of Things. The, the Internet of Things, yeah. So, I mean, we all have like a Siri equivalent on our devices. Mm-hmm. She's a real voice. She's a real person. Um, But she's not a robot like we thought you know yeah um you're right i was just gonna say that like because it, it, the when we look back at it it almost looks like what the 1980s considered robots to look like but it was 2000 mm-hmm. but um i don't know if this will be interesting to anybody but i read somewhere that um it's actually more unsettling to humans when a robot is made to look human-like but has some very distinctly non-human features about it for example yeah elon musk's creepy ass robot um that to me tells Mm. me that he did not do any like market research or human-centered design thinking around building that thing because it's like as tall as a normal like average woman and like shaped like a human but like half black with a white head. It's very creepy look or like half white with a black head. I don't know. It's weird. And um, yeah, I read some, I read something about that, that it's like when you're building bots or even like chatbot personalities, I think too, like we don't like things that we can tell are obviously mimicking us, but aren't us. And so it's Mm -hmm. actually like, you just want to know more. So like, what is this? And so it, it, they said it was some sort of like biological response. Well, I think because you you feel like you're being tricked almost. Or you know you, what I mean? Yeah, like you can you're like, I can tell that you're trying to trick me and I and I'm not yes, or whatever. But I can see that you have some non human features and so you're not tricking me. But I think that makes sense that your body is like you're not what I you're, what you're trying it. to seem yeah. like you are. Yeah. And so you you're like, this isn't cool. I don't like it. Um, it scares you or unsettles you or whatever. And I agree. Yeah. I think, I mean, I never watched the show Westworld, but I understand the concept is like basically most of the people in there are robots, but it's hard. Oh. It becomes hard to tell. Oh. I think it's weird. It's dystopian, futuristic. And I think it's a little bit like raunchy. So not really my style, oh. but raunchy robot ooh, future. Sexy robot. <laughs> it, the working title was sexy robot future. Um, and they changed it to Westworld. Mm. But I don't know all the details. I, I just know that like people play real people play robots in the show. Mm, okay. Um, and I think it's like hard to just to tell and then they start, because that's the thing, right? People, there's always these movies and these shows about like robots getting human qualities or like thinking for themselves, which yes. if you've built the software right, they're going to start evolving, yes. right? Yes. But that's, that's so that's what... the thing is if we, if we can tell the difference between a machine and a human, it's safer because we know it's not a human. But if you're looking at somebody who looks exactly like you, as far as, you know, humanity goes and you think it's a robot, like, that'd be really weird. This is just why I don't understand why Elon Musk thought that was a good idea, because machine learning does mean it's supposed to become self-sufficient. So if you've got these, like, human-sized, think-for-themselves, like, 
this is a terrible idea. If anybody out there works for Tesla, I actually sat on a plane once next to a guy that worked for Tesla, but this was like, I don't know, like the self-driving cars weren't even out yet. So the robots were ages away. Anyway. Right. If you want more um, cyber tech tips and like cool um, tech community, tech bro stuff, um, follow our other podcast, Sexy Robot Future. Okay. Sexy Robot Future. <laughs> tech, tech bro stuff. It's tech bro stuff with a female spin. Um, it's girls. Okay. With a sexy new robot spin. With a sexy robot spin. Um, okay, cool. So, so he's Joey has basically angered Wayne because he dissed his baby robot. Um, and this took me two years to develop. <laughs> and he's like, ugh. When, when they come back, when he comes back and everybody's like, oh, how'd your first day go? How's it going? And he's like, yeah, it's okay. Except for this one guy, Wayne, he controls the robot and he like made the robot knock over the sandwich table right as I was reaching for one. Ooh. And he's like, I might have to get him fired. Only so many amateurs I can eat off the floor. Yeah. <laughs> And he was like, look, I might have to get him fired. I don't want to do it, but, you know, I'm the lead. It does not take much for Joey's head to just expand. Seriously. It does and not honestly, take much. I don't know how it doesn't cross his mind that they don't just have, like, a whole trail of new robots they could use. I don't think he's thinking. You know what I mean? He's, like, he's obviously delusional. not. He's just yeah. being full of himself. Less. I don't want to do it, but I may have to get the guy fired. I mean, I feel like also, like, not to be mean, because I've been in this position before, but if you were their second choice, like, I'd right. feel a little bit like on thin Tread ice. Tread lightly. Yeah. Tread lightly. Exactly. I've been or the backup make choice it like, Maybe make it like two whole days before you start thinking, Trying to get know. the engineer fired. Yeah. Anyway. But Joey does this a lot, you he know, even does. when he, like... Well, we haven't gotten there yet, but when he gets asked to come back for Days of Our Lives, back to audition. Oh, that's right. He, yeah. And I'm sure it's just a he, his pride is hurt for that one. You know, yeah. he feels like it's beneath him in some way. But, you know, it's not. He's an actor. Um, it's not. It's but not anyway. Anything. Anyway. So, so, so he thinks he's big man on campus. He does. And then he until he gets a call from Estelle. Joey, it's Estelle. <laughs> it's Estelle. Um, and she says, I've got a part for you to read. It's a lead in a new TV show, but it's on the DL because the lead doesn't know. The actor who has the role doesn't know he might get fired. It's called Mac and Cheese. Oh, uh, Estelle, the world's worst agent. She's terrible. She's terrible. And he's like, I'm the lead in Mac and Cheese. And I guess she goes, whoa. Um, is it, does she say something else that gets cut out? I feel like there's more to that scene. Uh, but I, I can't remember. I don't think so. I'm okay. pretty sure that's all she says. Okay, cool. And so he is all upset. And he's like, I can't believe I'm about to get fired. And they're like, Rachel actually is one that's like, Joey, you're pretty charming. Why don't you go like try to charm him, win him over, you know? And he's mm-hmm. like, okay. And so he isn't sure or whatever. So he goes to him and Chandler cleaning out his um, dressing room. I was like, what are those called? His dressing room. You would know. You're in the biz. I am, yes. I'm sure I'm the only one here who knows what a dressing room is. I'll explain it later for anybody <laughs> who wants to know. Um, and It's very inside. It's a very inside <laughs> thing. And... Um, he gets a knock on the door and he's like, what do you want, Wayne? I hate you. I'm not talking to you. And he was like, oh, we, I missed the whole part. Sorry. Um, <laughs> he tried to come up and talk to Wayne and like apologize earlier, didn't he? And then Wayne, how did that happen? He like tries to apologize. He's like, I heard they've got guys coming in to read for my part. Like, come on, give me a second chance. And then he accidentally rips off the um, robot's arm. I think that's what makes Wayne upset. And then Joey just basically goes and flirts with a hot girl. Like, that's how that yeah. happens. And Wayne sees it. Yeah. So he comes to the dressing room and Wayne's like, I saw you talking to that girl. And Joey's like, what, are you in love with her or something? And he's like, yeah, her, anyone, all, all of them. Of them. 
dear. Okay, Wayne, maybe rein in the creepy a little bit. Yeah, it's a little incel, Wayne. So I'm glad you got Joey to get you right on, get you on track. Um, and so he's like, if you could teach me how to talk to women, I will make sure that you don't get fired. And Joey's like, I don't know. It's not something you could teach. You could teach it. Yep, I can teach you right now. <laughs> Joey. Oh, Joey. <laughs> Joseph. Um, Yeah. And so we don't get to see it, but one assumes he teaches Wayne how to hit on women um, because... Yeah. He how gets, you doing, maybe? Maybe a how you doing. Look him up and down. Um, Because he gets to keep his job and Wayne is making out with the hot costume girl. Everyone wins. <laughs> Wayne's not unattractive either. Yeah, I feel like if Wayne like brushed his hair and sat up straight, it would be a huge improvement. Like, didn't wear a Blue's Clues polo and like didn't yeah. talk like it wouldn't one take much. Like, like yeah, yeah, he is just waiting for a rom com makeover montage oh, to take off the glass. Can I you tell know what you? I mean? Like the other day, I was what? following the Instagram polls. Um, there's an an, an account called Tiny Moron, and she does these like. She does like dating stories every Sunday and that like you can like vote what you think the person who submitted it should do. And then she does like random. (laughs) It's really fun. Random polls throughout the week. And um, this last one she did was like it was what was your favorite makeover montage? Mm. Fun, huh? It was like she's all that clueless, Mm. Miss Congeniality, Princess Diaries, a couple I hadn't ever heard of. Those are good ones. Um, She's the man. Oh, I know it was fun. So funny, it was fun. So yes, he could have his own makeover montage. You're totally right. I think Princess Diaries and Miss Congeniality. Yeah, so iconic, win. so iconic. But I think that she's all that wins most iconic. Yes, she's even all... though I feel like it's the least of a montage. It's because more it's just, just like, like take off her glasses and then she walks down the stairs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which, speaking of, I haven't watched it yet, but I was marketed to. Oh, no. There is a movie called mm-hmm. He's All That mm-hmm. on Netflix. With that TikToker. Have you seen this? <laughs> yeah, it's like an influencer who, it's flip-flopped, and it's the guy who's nerdy. But I have a flight coming up in a few weeks, and I've downloaded it. Oh, my God. My, my consumption. <laughs> so I'll report back at a later date. But Oh, no. Hey, a flight is a perfect time to watch something like that because Matt doesn't want to watch it. I'm not going to subject him to that. I'm not going to take like great time out of my busy day, you know, to watch terrible TV. So, um, um, look, this is what I've heard about it. I'm a little excited. I've, so it's actually, oh, you've already heard things. Yeah. Yeah. That same, that same Instagram account, um, was posting about it. And I think that's why she was asking about these movie montage makeover things. Um, (laughs) so she said that it's like, Basically, all these like there's all these cameos from other TikTokers, and I won't spoil who else um, that you will recognize. Well, I saw Rachel Lee Cook is like the mom. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, or but, she seems like a motherly figure. I don't know if it's the girl's mom or not, but there's other um, cameos in there, and she said that the product placements are like oh that's flagrant and f- obnoxious. But she was like, then she posted like a few days later, like. Don't judge me. I'm totally watching it again. It's like, I don't know. It sounded like it's exactly what it is supposed to be. Just like a cheesy rom-com. It is a flip. Yeah. It's just, it's the same thing 20 years later and a guy getting made over instead of a girl. Yeah, exactly. So I mean. I did not know it was full of TikTokers. And honestly, it still probably won't make a difference. I'm just going to be like, oh, these are teenagers. Yeah, you won't know them. Exactly. That's that's really funny. Yeah. So there you go. She's a TikToker. She's, that's how she um, the main girl is famous in real life. Yes. Okay. But anyway, it sounds Funny. like it's a cute enough movie for cute yeah. rom com cheesy movies. Yeah, it's a perfect plain watch. Yeah. Let us know what you That's think. The of thing it. is, I always tell people, I'm like, I'm not looking for like, I don't need everything to be highbrow. Like no. some things can just be entertaining. Yes. And and that's where I find that these like rom coms go. Like they do not need to be the most you know, profound movie of all time. I really don't care. Look, if it's entertaining. I love cute, 27 I'm dresses. In. Okay. <gasps> yes. Great one. Is is it, Great one. is it meaningful? Does it, no, it's just 
entertaining. Is, it's just enjoyable. Is it going to anyway. win an Oscar? No. <laughs> no. He's all that might. It'll win probably like a Webby. What were those like a MTV Webby? awards that they used to like give a surfboard or like the Kids Choice MTV Teen the, Choice? Oh, awards. the Teen Choice Awards. <laughs> um, teen. Oh gosh. Yeah. Anyway, Tween Choice Awards. Okay, so I'm gonna reel us back in to the okay. main part of this episode. Elizabeth's dad. Mm. Mr. Stevens. Mr. Stevens. I prefer Lizzie's boyfriends to call me Mr. Stevens. So Paul Stevens is Bruce Willis. Yay. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Bruce. Do you do you know how this came to be? This um this guest star? Yeah, doesn't um Matthew Perry and Bruce Willis start on the whole nine yards together, which I've never seen. I actually meant to watch in preparation for this, but I forgot. Um and he lost a bet that they wouldn't make a million dollars or something like that on opening day. And so Bruce Willis had to be on Friends and donate his money to a charity. Well, that is partially correct. Um, oh. Too bad that spells. Um, <laughs> no, that is partially correct. But actually part of that is a rumor that was mistakenly reported on by news media. First time they've ever done that, huh? Yeah. That's the first time. So, um, yes, you are right. I forgot about that, that Bruce Willis and Matthew Perry were in the whole nine yards together. Also, I've never seen it. I don't... Is it about football? I I think so, but I'm really guessing. But yeah, no, I don't know why... Matthew Perry being a football movie. Anyway, um, right. So they were co-stars in that together. There was no, he did not lose a bet. That's the part that is myth. Okay. Um, they just were talking about it and they thought it would be really fun for Bruce Willis to come on Friends and do a guest star appearance. And so he did. And you are correct. He did get, so he did get paid for the role, but he donated all the money to various AIDS foundations and like UNICEF Um in LA or something like that for at-risk teens. Oh, nice guy. Nice guy, Bruce. Mr. Stevens. Very Mr. nice Stevens, guy. Mr. Stevens, what a guy. Um, okay, so <clears throat> so Ross is all nervous and he was like, hey, to his friends, he was like, do you think, does he say this initially or does he wait until, no, he does. He says, can you guys meet me here, pretend like it's by coincidence and then just like start saying yeah. nice things about me to talk me up yeah paul um yeah so this was never gonna go well so um basically he is meeting somebody his own age because he is dating their daughter so it's it's weird when you look at it like it's very weird it's very weird especially because this is her teacher i would be i would be as upset as bruce willis is (laughs) yeah um very upset. I love when he's like, so Ross, what's your problem? What's what's your problem? <laughs> Can't get a girlfriend your own age? I mean, it's a fair question. It is a fair question. Like, why s- are you dating a 20-year-old? You send hmm? your kids to college to learn, not get hit on by their professors. So Ross starts to unravel very quickly. And he's like, look, you know, I think that if you just got to know me, you would think it's fine. And and Mr. Stevens is like, all right, go. You've got one minute. Change my mind. And he's like, what? Funny like that. Yeah. And he's like, okay, fine. Two minutes. Go. And he's like, I've never, I'm a great person and I've never done anything like this before. And um, I mean, I've dated people, but never done it. I mean, we haven't done it. I mean, we've done stuff. And it's like, oh my oh, God, Ross, gosh. stop talking. <laughs> And the best part, okay, a joke to lighten the mood. Um, two guys going to the bar. One of them is Irish. <laughs> and Paul Stevens says, the I'm Irish. Irish. Guy. The Irish guy wins the joke. <laughs> wins the joke. Okay, so here's uh. just a little... Ross is um, not funny. Like, Ross's character is is can be funny, but he's not, f- he's not funny. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I don't know why he thought that he should just start doing stand-up comedy um, to win this guy over. I think this is something that maybe a lot of people do. And I remember hearing this and like, maybe it was our public speaking class in college or something where they were like, if you're like, it's okay. Not everybody has to be funny and not everybody is funny. So if you're not funny, 
don't try to use humor to break the ice because it's just going to be yeah. awkward and forced. Exhibit well, and a. especially here, yeah, especially here because he's not only not funny when he's feeling confident, but he is just rambling at this point. Like, he, it does not, once again, like, why aren't we thinking these things through? If I was going to meet, yes, yes. if I'm Ross what would you in this do? Yes, that's what I wanted to ask. Yeah, if I'm Ross here and I know that my girlfriend's dad is very unhappy that I'm dating her. So I don't think it's a totally terrible move to have your, maybe I wouldn't have invited everybody. I would have invited like Monica and maybe Chandler um, to be there to like make him seem more normal, you know, not talk him up, but just like be positive influence on the conversation. Mm -hmm. But I really would have not prepared a speech, but I would have like had reasons why I think it's a good idea and why I would like a chance to prove him wrong. But Ross is just rambling. It's like he didn't, it didn't occur to him that Mr. Stevens might question this, you know? Well, he clearly did because he wanted everybody to come say nice things. So I think he kind of knew, but he didn't think of any of his own nice things or like. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I would have been prepared to be like, listen, I know this makes you uncomfortable and I completely understand but I really do like Elizabeth, and we have a lot in common. And I just hope that you'll give us a, a chance to but like, get to know each other. I'm a little taking bit this better. seriously. This isn't just like yeah. a, I'm not. I'm not the guy that takes this isn't his a students. fling for me. Yeah. Yes, but instead he just spirals and starts, you know, rambling. And he's so worried about saying everything so perfectly, which I understand. But it shoots him in the foot. Like I've never done. I've never done anything like this before. I mean, relationships, yeah, but never a student. Well, not it. I'm just like, oh, gosh, it's so painful. Um, I feel like if it was me, I would be – I would just try to sit him down and I would try to get to know him first as a person, Mr. Stevens, yeah. to find out where mm-hmm. we have common ground. Because, I mean, that could backfire because it's like if he just sees you as his buddy, then maybe he finds it weird that somebody who's his buddy. Yeah. But I also think that maybe he thinks, oh, okay – I don't mind having this guy around. If Lizzie's going to be dating him, I actually like this guy. We have stuff in common. He he also likes fishing or, you know, whatever. Um, and we can kind of like, we can do like, I don't know, stuff that you kind of like would want to build a relationship with your kid's partner. Yeah. That's what I would have tried to do is well, get to know yeah, him a little and bit I think, more. I think that's a good point. Like, especially when you are younger, typically like you do get to know your like boyfriend's family and like do things with them Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and I do think that would probably appease him a little bit and put him at ease because he'd be like okay he's a nice guy like he treats her with respect and he's kind and he's fun and yeah I think that that's a much better attempt rather than hey everybody say nice things about me yeah oh I haven't thought about one one nice thing about myself (laughs) that I could potentially use as a selling point well we do get to especially because it's his idea it is his idea I know but it's even his idea let me prove it to you you have two minutes and he's like uh (laughs) well I don't think he actually thought he meant right then and there but anyway so um the rest of the group says if you give me one chance yeah that's true and he's like okay go you your one chance is now and he's like i'm not prepared so everybody else walks in and he's like oh thank god (laughs) (laughs) and i love how immediately phoebe and monica are like oh hello i see where elizabeth gets her rugged handsomeness is there (laughs) is there a mrs stevens there's a mr bing is that something like I don't, even if I was single, I can't ever imagine asking somebody like, because Rachel does it later when she goes, so are you just you or is there a we or something like that? And it's just so forward. Yeah. It's such a forward way of asking if somebody's single. And I guess I've just never been so forward in all my life. (laughs) Yes. Well, I also, I actually think the most shocking part is see where she gets her rugged handsomeness from. (laughs) That's what would make me embarrassed. Like, I just don't think I could say something like that right out. (laughs) And I'm pretty bold. Yeah. I'm not not very timid with that kind of stuff. Um, And so, yes. 
So he's like, no, it's just me. Lizzie's mom died when she was little and I raised her myself. And they're all like, oh, and um, yes. So he's like, yeah, I get that all the time or something. I get that a lot. He knows. Um, I do kind of find that like he, I kind of feel like Paul Stevens should be a much more serious character, but Bruce Willis keeps cracking smiles. Like, mm-hmm. he, and, and I don't know if it's actually him smiling because it's funny or, like, if he's trying to make Mr. Stevens, like, nice and approachable. But, like, I kind of find that, like, what this character is saying does not match what his face looks like. Do you know what I mean? I do, but I also think that he's only that serious because of because he's trying to stop Ross from dating his 20-year-old daughter. Oh, okay. So you think he's like is normally quite a nice guy, but um, is having to lay down the law. I do, I do, okay. because he seems so much more like relaxed and comfortable with Rachel. I do think he's like a more stoic person. Yeah. Um, when you're looking at this cast of characters that we're looking at on Friends, yeah, he is much more stoic than them. But I do think that he isn't like totally serious. But I really think he dislikes Ross. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Which is fair. Yeah. We, yeah, we get it. So the others start saying nice things about Ross. <laughs> and Monica's like, it's so, I, I feel like they shouldn't just straight up lie. We've talked about this before. Oh, no. It's so easy to like find these out. And why would you say this? Because it's not true. And so he's going to have to like say that this does happen. He's going to have to keep these lies up. And then when Bruce Willis finds out that he's lying, He's going to like him even, like, dislike him even more. So, yeah, I know. So Monica's like, it's just so weird to see Ross here at this time of day. He's usually volunteering at the children's hospital. And Phoebe goes, not looking for dates. <laughs> I, which is classic. Oh. Um, And then Chandler's like, but Ross, Ross is great. He's a... Uh, he was, you know, my roommate in college, and I don't know. Everything they try, basically, Paul's shutting it down with a story yeah. of his own family member who's passed away. Um, so yeah, look. that's why I'm like, I think if they just happened to be there and we're having, like, nice casual conversation and Ross was included in that, it would bring a little humanity to him where it's not just Creed so who's dating forced. his daughter. Yes, I get it's it. It's just like, oh, He's nice. Oh, I see why she likes him. Like yes. that kind of thing. Just inter- that's what I'm saying. Like with the just like try yeah. to get to know him and be normal so he can kind of see like, okay, you're a nice person. You're interested in me. You're being respectful to her. You're not like, yeah. but you know, Ross forces it. He forces it's, everything. It's, it's asking a lot to try to get Ross to act normal. That's true. So then Rachel yeah, comes in. Okay, sorry I'm late, <laughs> but I'm ready to talk you up. Ross is so great. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> Oopsie. Um, so, yeah, that doesn't Oopsies. go well. So then um, Rachel's sitting there reading a magazine and Mr. Stevens comes back in and she's like, oh, hey. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I lost my keys. And she's like, well, yeah, let me help you find them. Um, find some fuzzy pink keys under the couch. And then he finds them and is like, all right, I'm about to leave. And she um, runs up and is like, Hey, I'm sorry about before. Ross is a really great guy, though, which is really nice of her because she didn't have to do that. Um, yeah. And he's he like, why don't you date him? She's like, mm-hmm. oh, neither here nor there. Um, but then she's looking at him funny and she's like, I'm sorry, you just don't look old enough to have a 20 year old daughter. And he's like, yeah, we were really young when we had her. And that's and she's like, oh, is there, you know, is it are you still a we or are you just a you? Which again, so forward because he's she knows nothing about him to make it seem like he's single, and so I just it's a lot. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. she's met him for one second, um, and she kind of like feels his arm and is like, "Oh." And do we want to <laughs> talk about her extensions here, or do you want me to not talk about? <laughs> we can talk about them. I just I don't like who looked at that and was like, "Yes." That looks good. Yeah, I and I really what I don't understand really is the the process in which her hair transforms over the next like few weeks because it's like a normal medium long length and then she gets these buckets of extensions 
And then she has the really cute bob. Oh, yeah. But I don't. It's like right after the extensions is the bob. Do you, um I kind of I know, I've never had extensions myself. Um but mm-hmm. they don't ruin your hair, right? Like it's not like she had to, it's not like cornrows or like dreads where you well, have to cut them out. It used to be, yeah. They That's, would okay. like braid them in. Now they I mean there's all sorts of kinds. Um yeah, they're much I'm more sure she had the best realistic kind available. Yeah. But there are a lot less um invasive ways to have extensions I do now, feel like back but I then I doubt it then yeah that's what I, I feel like back then you kind of like if you got them you then had to cut them out and so I wonder if that's why she had to go with the bob maybe it's very possible didn't we have a friend in high school who had extensions or was it her mom had extensions our friend's mom had extensions okay I don't think our friend had extensions no, I think you're right I just, I don't, it doesn't frame her face at all. It's just so crazy long. But then again, like my hair doesn't frame my face well either. But the difference (laughs) is that I get my hair cut by my boyfriend, Ben, and she's Jennifer Aniston. So I think we have different budgets and teams helping us. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It just frustrates me. So I, I honestly, I don't like these episodes. And I think part of it is her crazy long hair distracting me and... I don't know the rest of it, but I like her. I just can't stand this haircut. I can't stand it. Okay. Anyway, are we move, Are we done? Are you done? I don't know. I'll be done. <laughs> I'll be done for now. Okay. So, you have any other feelings? This is the time to let I'll them just out. Just write them down in my journal. Um, so Ross comes into the guy's apartment looking for Joey, and instead he finds Rachel and Bruce Willis making out on the couch. Kissy, kissy. I was just trying to get him to like you. (laughs) (laughs) And then Ross. Oh my gosh. Ross, just the decisions this man makes. So he's like, Joey. And he just like walks into his room and he's like, okay, I'll just wait in here until he comes back. And then he's, he's like, she's like, Ross, get out here. And he's like, oh my gosh, Paul, I didn't see you. And he's like, yeah, remember you came in and you were like, Joey, <laughs> making fun of him. And it's me, Mr. Stevens. Mr. Stevens. <laughs> yeah. And Ross pretending that he didn't realize it was him. Is I know. So... It's very funny. So anyway, they kind of have a little giggly kiss and he's like, I'll call you later. And so Ross is like, what? How on earth did this happen? What is going on? And she's like, look, you know, he came back in to find his keys. We were looking for them in your mouth. (laughs) And she's like, hey, you dated my sister. Yes. And he's like, that was different. Why? This is weird for me. (laughs) Which I think is like Ross's motto in life. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. He can do whatever he wants. But this is weird for him. We say that all the time, if you haven't already noticed. So, yeah. So, she's like, look. weird for me. We were chatting. We got to talking for, like, a couple hours. I liked him. So, I asked him to come up for coffee. And, like, you know, one thing led to another. And we started kissing. And and she's like, also, Ross, like, this is good for you. I've got the inside track. We can go on double dates. I can show him how great you are. Like, he'll get a chance to see. She's got a good point. She does. Plus, also, he's a very successful lawyer. <laughs> why does that? Why is that important? <laughs> it's important. Yeah. Oh, so good. So I mean, I don't disagree. I do think it is weird. Oh yeah, for sure. But I also feel like it's less weird than him know... dating her sister. Exactly, and I think he just feels like it's a precarious time. But honestly. Out of the two relationships, if I had to pick one that has more potential for longevity, I would pick Rachel and Mr. Stevens. Yeah, 100%. Totally. You know, like, it seems pretty obvious to me that Ross is a dum-dum and (laughs) this is a terrible idea. Obvious to everyone. Um, no, I hear it to everyone. Don't you see it? I hear what you're saying for sure. I think it's, it makes a lot of sense. They're of the same age. They have stuff in common. 
it's not that weird, but I could see how for him it would be very awkward. It is definitely less awkward than him dating Rachel's sister, but this is weird for him. So they do her idea of going out on a double date, three glasses of wine, one water for the child, and they're uncomfortably squished in this booth, and it's basically just like... Rachel telling story after story after story about Ross. Somehow they backfire. <laughs> yeah. So you, a college hard. student, jumped at the chance to take a high schooler to her prom. <laughs> I know. Oh. Which I do think he is being very, very hard Nitpicky. on Ross. Yeah, he is. But I, I know it's with good reason. And also, you know when, like, someone's trying so hard to convince you of something that you're just adamant yes, about not. Yes, you just dig your heels in. Yep. And I think that's mainly what's happening here. And so if Ross could just pump the brakes and be normal for five minutes, he'd have a much better that's chance. It. If he could just stop trying to force the issue. But look, Mr. Stevens came out to dinner, didn't he? So I think he is he like did. kind of also willing. I think he's just annoyed that they're trying to force him to like Ross. Um, yeah, and not acknowledge his very valid feelings about how he feels about yeah. his daughter's college professor dating her. Um, Ugh, gross. It is gross. And so, so you mean it's not just frowned upon? <laughs> <laughs> frowned upon. So they, yeah. So they're like, yeah, having these conversations, and then um, when Rachel's in the bathroom, he's like, "I have a son." I get it. You know, I always think of him as a baby, even though he's older. And that's when, you know, Paul is like, look, I just, I still think of Lizzie as like a 12 year old. And so it makes sense. And so he's like, you know, and he was like, yeah, you know, and he's like, I, I, I am divorced when we were married, blah, blah, blah. And it was a very long time ago. And Rachel's like, yes, we were married. Um, but that was a drunken mistake in Vegas. I know. Oh, oh like, any credibility or chance he had basically goes oh, down the drain. That's at the that end point. of it. It's just so funny because Ross on paper with like the one half with like, you know, esteemed college professor, worked at a museum, PhD in paleontology, like enjoys puzzles and like architecture yeah. and art or whatever, versus like been divorced three times, got married in Vegas, has a son with his... Like, it is just like... It is... He contains multitudes. So that is not... That does not bode well for him. But he totally isn't the type to normally get drunk in Vegas. And he is not the person you'd expect to be like, oh, yeah, you got arrested in Vegas and got married and whatever, whatever. Like... Um, yeah. So, so then, so then. I he, mean, the thing is, is like, honestly, that's the least offensive part of that whole situation. <laughs> it's true. And he's like, <laughs> you two were married. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. You were talking about Emily. Although we were <laughs> married longer. You just didn't tell me. <laughs> like, oh my God. Um. So then Ro- Paul's like, I just don't like you. And Ross is like, do you know what? I'm not very crazy about myself right now either. So when Rachel comes back, he's like, no, no, no. Rachel, we're not liking Ross right now. And she's like, oh, great. I got a ton of those stories, too. So I don't know. This just <laughs> seems like a horrible, unending dinner. And I'm glad that I'm not there. And poor Elizabeth hasn't spoken once. Well, she does. Sorry. At one point, um, she's like, do you know what, Dad? Like, if you... I think she says Daddy, but I'm not going to say that. Um, if you don't like Ross, that's okay. I'm going to date him anyway because I like him. And Ross is yeah. like, okay, well, if that's what we're doing, we're doing that. And he's still trying to be respectful, but he's kind of also digging in his heels. And Mr. Stevens is like, look, you know, I don't like this, but if this is how it's going to be, then I'll try to, you know, get over it or whatever. I think he just accepts it. Yeah. And I think, I do think that um, right, wrong, or or like ill-advised, I think that he was hoping that his disdain for Ross would convince Elizabeth to break up with him. Yeah. I think that's what a lot and of parents then, think, right? Like, if I can yeah. just, if I can be difficult enough or put a, like, I have to put a stop to this because I can tell, I can tell where it's going yeah. or whatever. But, well, I mean, we find out later that he may have more feet to put down. Um, but as of right now, he's saying he will tolerate Ross. That's right. I will tolerate Ross. <laughs> that's all we can ask, really. I mean, it's isn't it what we're all doing, honestly? <laughs> it's just tolerating. I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> oh no too good too I'm good just kidding um, um well look I, I think that pretty much sums it up yeah but don't go anywhere because next week we've got the one where paul's the man and this one is probably my favorite <laughs> this is probably my favorite episode with this whole storyline it is because it's and just so it funny. might be it might be one of my favorite things that Jennifer Aniston does in the show Okay, well, I'm going to make you save that to tell us next time. And I think you've already told us okay. it's one of your favorite funny Ross comedy things as well. So oh, yes. We're going to save when it. We're going to the floor. We're going to let you tell us. <laughs> it's all very funny. <laughs> okay, you guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thanks, guys. We're going to go meet Elizabeth's dad. We will see you next okay. week. All right, see you then. Bye. Bye.